There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, I'm no, like... he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. It's five forty-five. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Larry hates fat chicks. Carrie hates the blacks. <laughs> Sue's a bitch. Brady's got a numb dick. What else we got? We're going to have a laundry list. Before, oh, before this whole thing's over with this new thing we're doing, uh, 545, I'm just going to rattle off about 500 facts, and then it'll be 10 a.m. We'll be all done. <laughs> Special thanks, or uh, a hello, I suppose, to uh, my uh, Jew friend from the Suns game, Sherry. She's out there driving around this morning and never gets to listen to us live. She always listens later. So she texted in this morning and said, Shalom. Why is she doing that? She's driving. A woman driving? Cam yeah, Newton says that text- shouldn't happen. Cam Newton is in well, trouble right now for saying he didn't want a bad bitch. He wants a bitch that's subservient. I don't know who, what, what, what kind of trouble is Cam going to get in. He should just date himself. Yeah, he, well, he, yeah, a bitch. he, he mean, is a know, bitch. There's nothing, nothing about Cam Newton that isn't what he would love. He, he dresses pretty like good a woman. on oh, that uh, podcast. Sexy scarves. I'm yeah. sure he's a. I'm sure he's a culinary genius. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He should probably just get a copy of himself out there. And I don't know what kind of punishment Cam Newton can face. Evidently lost his oikos. Oh, is he no longer doing ship. yogurt? Yogurt uh, still had twenty him? in twenty seventeen because he said he did said something to a female reporter. Oh yeah, no, he's not. He's irrelevant in the NFL. Laughed so. at her question. Yeah, he doesn't. He's old fashioned in the way. Basically, what he's saying is, I prefer a woman that uh, like cooks, cleans, does the housework, and things like that. And you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to want that. And he said, what I don't want is a girl running around like what's going on with all the, Being I'm a, a boss bad bitch. bitch, I'm a boss bitch, I'm gonna, all right, I'm not interested in that. And I, evidently you can't not uh, express yourself at all with those things. You shouldn't have done it on a podcast. No, you and, say it between, between breaks like we do here. Exactly. <laughs> like, God, it's a bad bitch. That's the last thing I want. Can she cook? I and mean, we've all thought it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nobody he wants. Was, he was talking mean. about his parents that have been married for years, and this right. is how it worked for and them. He was raised by a, a woman who was uh, the traditional sense of lady role, and then of course uh, his dad was probably uh, the traditional male role, and he believes in that. Shut up on podcast, like Brett said. Talk yeah. about it amongst your friends in private and quiet, and don't lose your job over it. 
We all want that. Every, every, no person would want their partner not to be subservient and, uh, and fall at their feet at every chance. You're not supposed to say that, but everyone would love that. Brady, you go home today, and Ronnie hits her knees and says, whatever you want me to do today, I will do. What would you like me to prepare for dinner? You'd be like, no, no, I need a bad bitch. Walk around this house and start pushing me around. Of course, everybody wants that. You're not supposed to say it. That's if I survive stroking out first, you know. What? What What just happened, and who are you? Where's your alien spacecraft, and where's my wife? Nobody wants to. Everybody would love someone to... To just fall and be their slave for a day. It would be amazing. Flat amazing. But you're not supposed to say that. Supposed to say, I want an independent woman that runs about and does everything on her own and doesn't need me and doesn't really pay attention to me that much. And I have to get my own food and I don't want to help out. Yeah, of course, nobody wants that. That's what you're supposed to want. You're supposed to want Cardi B to come in your house and tell you to go F yourself and then... I don't know, some bad boss bitch to come in and say, I would like it if she made like a ton of boss bitch money and then came home and was super sweet to me. Unless she looked like Lizzo or something. No, if she looked like Lizzo, I wouldn't be talking to her in the first place. I'm like Larry when it comes to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as bad as Larry, but you know what I mean. (laughs) That's how it is. Uh, I I do have to say yesterday was one thing after another with the whole deal down there in the subways in New York. They're making a big deal that the U-Haul he rented at Arizona Plates and Nationwide now they're looking for this guy Frank James of the James Gang. Fifty K. That's it? On that yeah. That's all they're offering? Yeah. Yeah, you better up that a little bit. You better bounce that up. I'm not going nationwide. Uh, five foot five inch, hundred and eighty pound black guy who's got guns and bombs, you better have more than fifty thousand for me. At least six figures. I mean, what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah by the get... time what you spend and then you pay taxes on it. <laughs> right. You're you just not making ta- anything. Want... You do have to pay taxes oh, yeah. on it, I'm sure, yeah. Screw that. I'm out on all that. But uh <laughs> <laughs> that news came in. That was miserable. And then I'm having lunch with Brady and uh, Mike Broomhead there from the KTAR. And my phone beeps right in the middle of a story. And I look over and Gilbert Gottfried, the news of Gilbert Gottfried yeah. passing away, was just brutal. And so my head just started spinning. I, he's one of my favorites of all time. No question. He's a comics comic. He's one of those guys that if you didn't think he was funny, I found him funnier because of that. It, he was one of those uh, deal breakers. That if somebody's like, oh, I don't understand, he's just loud and annoying, then you just realize, oh, I don't need to be friends with this person. They don't understand what hilarious actually is. If you don't find it funny that when he met Jacqueline Kennedy, he said, do you remember where you were when you heard Kennedy was shot? (laughs) If you don't know funny at all, if you can't appreciate how incredibly hilarious that is, and in the voice, you know, Excuse me, ma'am. Do you remember where you were when you heard Kennedy was shot? And to have Jacqueline Onassis turn to you and just start laughing like, what an asshole. You just can't appreciate what funny actually is. I've, I've, people who don't like Gilbert Gottfried are passing through this world to me. They're not, they're not making it their own. and they're not. But Gilbert was brilliant. And Studied the, guts, the craft and I, knew it was, uh, you know... Uh, similar to Norm Macdonald in the way they just appreciated well comedians' deliveries, yeah. jokes. I'm not so sure Gilbert was one of those because Gilbert was around in the 70s just doing it and his way. Because like, he, he he could study it all day I think long. It was, he didn't come up with his own. No. Like, that was him. That was just who he was. And then he was but just a little fella. Later, I mean, when um, when he came in here a couple times, but he was, you'd think he's just – 
in his character the whole time, but he oh, likes no. to laugh at whatever. Oh, sure. Someone, I, I was going to ask that. Is he like that no. off air and he's when he's not on? He's super passive, sweet, tiny little man. Gentle. Oh. Yeah, super sweet guy. And uh, I met him again with Craig Gass once, and it was, uh, Hi, how are you? Everything is okay. We are very... Uh, we're just going to have something to eat. Real calm. You just feel quiet. like he absolutely – he wants to listen to yeah, you. Yeah, and, How are you doing? And tell stories, and he doesn't necessarily – but on stage, he was a, he was a murderer. And no one I, – I, I don't know anybody like him. There was no one that told – it was Henny Youngman. Like, it was one-liners, and it was just absolute jaw-dropping material. To a week and a half after 9-11, he did 20 minutes on 9-11 in New York – and floored the entire audience. Nobody laughed. No one. They credited him for bringing back. And he got a standing ovation. Yep. Because the wow. whole place was just going, I don't know if you're supposed to do this, but what this guy is doing is as brave as walking back into those buildings. I mean, it was crazy. And uh, I know comedians that were there. We've talked about plenty of people that were at this thing. And Gilbert just said, I'm going after it. Watch this. And it stinks because he was one of those brave ones. And then the Affleck, the one thing that he was uh, in the on the cusp of the very beginning of the cancel culture with the Affleck uh, duck situation when he was the voice of Joe. All he said was Affleck. That's it. That was his job. Uh, gave and he told us he said uh, 150 grand every time he'd go in and record different Afflecks. So he did it like three times a year. Uh, you know, probably half a million dollars a year saying Affleck into a microphone, different versions of it. And then, uh, but they hired Gilbert Gottfried. They hired Gilbert, and, and honestly, Gilbert Gottfried changed my mind on how I approach stuff because of uh, him being in this room. Uh, he came in and he said, "We." I asked him. I said, "What was your biggest mistake about that whole thing?" Because he went off after the there was a tsunami in Japan, and it uh, caused the nuclear power plant to leak into the ocean. Remember, and he was making all sorts and he of tweeted jokes. a bunch of little- yeah little tweets and jokes about. Uh, you know, nuclear fish and nuclear Japanese people and all this stuff again. And just joking about, while it's going on, the tsunami that was devastating the coast of Japan. And he's making these jokes. Well, Affleck fired him because it was inappropriate. And the world basically said, you hired, did you not know who you hired to be the Affleck duck? And it was so offensive. It was a perfect spotlight on what cancel culture is. So incredibly offensive. So awful that Gilbert Gottfried, because he could no longer be part of Affleck at all. So they hired a guy to do the exact same voice to, to be the duck for Affleck. Yeah, the guy sounded, yeah. They did it, really did it on purpose. Did he? Like, can, it would be like, John, can you do that? Affleck! Perfect. You're hired a third of the price, and Gilbert is no longer part of it. Although the thing that we lean on is his voice, his distinct sound. Gilbert Gottfried was distinct to a T. You knew it when you heard it. And uh, they're like, we're going to use the same exact sound, uh, but we can't be affiliated with Gilbert Gottfried anymore. It was the dumbest thing ever, and I think they still use it. I think he's still that voice, and they acted like they had superseded Gilbert's voice with the – like everybody associates that voice with the Affleck duck, not some comedian. Boy, were they wrong. And Gilbert said, uh, my one mistake in that entire deal was apologizing. Hmm. And I said, really? And I went, Why? You apologize, you admit you're wrong. Nobody wants your apology. They want your admission of guilt, and I would never do that again. I would say uh, something along the lines of saying I I would uh, uh, basically tell them you hired Gilbert Gottfried. And I do this over here, and I get paid to say Affleck for you, and the two things are not connected. And if you don't want me to be part of it, that's fine. Because you you hired me to begin with, and it's not like I don't have anything else – 
well, you knew who he was. jokes or whatever. You knew who he was. And yep. that was the, but 66, 67 seems to be the age we lose great comedians. Robin Williams was 66. Gary Shandling was 66. Uh, Gilbert, 67. I think Norm was 65. Uh, it's a list. It's a list of guys that when they get around there, I, Bob uh, Saget, Saget was 65 or 4 or something. I don't remember how old he was, but that's the age when they start to go. And it's the 70s and 80s comedians, so probably cocaine cut off about 10 years of their lives. That's my guess. Isn't Louis Anderson right in there, too? Louis, yeah, Louis just passed, too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Louis was right. In, I think he might have been closer to 70. Mm. But even still, Louis, Louis shouldn't outlive anybody. No. Louis shouldn't be the one we're going, oh, he made it much longer. So whatever those guys were doing to their bodies. But, yeah, people forget Gilbert Gottfried was on Saturday Night Live the year after uh, the Not Ready for Primetime guys went off. He was part of the 1980 SNL. He had a career, and it it just sucked. I hate that. I don't know. I don't get pushed back too hard on uh, celebrity deaths unless it's somebody like that. It's like, oh, I didn't expect a world without Gilbert or Norm or all those guys that start dying. Like, I didn't want that world to exist. I didn't. Saget 65, Louis 68. Was he 68? Yeah. It's right in that, that wheelhouse of three, four years where comedians are all dying at 60-something. But, uh, yeah, that stunk. It just flat out stunk. Right in the middle of listening to Broomhead uh, from KJR talk about something. Uh, probably cisgenders or something like that. Making unbelievable ghost guns. <laughs> yeah, we just sat at uh, Phoenix City Grill. We just made ghost guns with uh, Broomhead all day. Oh, I should have been there. Oh, it was great. It. Great fun. We never finished them, so it's not really a gun, no. but we got almost, almost all the parts we need. Just a hammer, I think, is all that's left, and we're really we're going to be fine. But, you, you know, stock in the barrel. We'll get it together. It's hard to get all the parts. You've got to go to three different places until they ban them all. But, yeah, so that was uh, kind of sucky. Yesterday's news just came in one after another. You're like, well, that's garbage. And I don't know if you guys watched. It got weirder yesterday if you were watching any of the NBA play-in games. The Timberwolves and Clippers were playing in Minnesota. And uh, in the middle of the first quarter, Kevin Harlan says, uh, we have to stop the game. There's somebody out on the court, a fan or a worker, has passed out right there under the basket. Completely passed out. Somebody wandered off onto the court. And he goes, well, I don't know if they've passed out. or No, it's some sort of person. That's, they've graffitied the court. Uh, it's a protest. They walked right out onto the court past security. And, and then the sideline reporter said, it's weirder than that, Kevin. Uh, a woman protesting something has decided to glue herself to the court. Oh. So she put super glue all over her hands. Oh, my God. And went out onto the court and just. That's a bond. Oh, yeah, immediately. You, the, the print is still on the key. You could see it all night long. They peeled her right off and got her out of there. They pulled her off, <laughs> ripped her hands open and whatever. I don't know if they were bleeding or not, but she <laughs> was protesting because uh, I didn't know this, but the Minnesota Timberwolves owner is uh, he owns chicken farms. And she was protesting. She drove all the way from Los Angeles, to give you the age, drove all the way to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to Minnesota to do this, to protest that this guy's chicken farms were inhumane and, and uh, the way chickens are treated are, is inhumane and whatever. So she glued herself to the key last night during the game. They had to delay the game to peel off some loony protester. I can't imagine being that into something. No. Like I wouldn't drive to I don't drive to Gilbert. Like if there's if it's meaningful, if somebody's like oh, like some like a funeral for someone I care about. Oh, it's in Gilbert. Uh, can I send something? I don't know. That's that's a long drive. I'm not driving to Minnesota. I don't have that kind of passion for anything. I love animals all over the place, but there's got to be a shelter closer to my house I can glue myself to than all the way to Minnesota or somebody else I matter 
about here than the owner of the T-Wolves. And who pays attention to Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, or I guess the Clippers, and she might have been playing because she was with the Clippers. I have no clue, but then you go glue yourself to the game. What kind of vegan fundamentalist has that kind of love of both basketball and uh, the humane treatment of Way to poultry. ruin that road trip. It he was should, weird. He should be celebrated. I love chicken. I, I absolutely <laughs> That guy should love be celebrated, chicken. not absolutely. protesting. And again, I've always said this. We're the ones who kept chicken on the planet. Yeah. Without humans, chickens would have been eaten up long ago by uh, wolves and coyotes and everything else. The reason chickens are so abundant in population is because of us. We make chickens, like, there are more of them than anything, and they're like more than ants. I'm always blown away how many eggs and chicken wings, and I'm like, there's so many chickens. So, humane or otherwise, the only reason they're on the planet is because we f- we make them, and so we uh, can do whatever we want with them. Like Cam Newton oh, says, I'll they're ours. Wings. You know, treat that bitch chicken my however I want to. <laughs> Women in California have been road tripping. There's another lady in drove from California to Michigan to meet a 14-year-old boy. Well, I mean, that's different. If the dick pic fits, you know, you got to make that trip. <laughs> I just don't get gluing myself to anything. I might maybe run around with uh, treat chickens better written on my chest and run up and down the court once and take my get tackled, get arrested, and you know that's all we made approach. You glue yourself to the court. You know it was hard. I was eating chicken right when she did it. I'm like, well, this is impossible. Now I got I got to eat two. All right, I'll get over it. Well, as long as she was just under the basket. That way they can't call uh, charges or uh, three right. seconds. She's yeah. in that well, little... She was in three seconds. No, no. She was okay. not in the safe area. No, she was... The three seconds can get called where she was. She was definitely called charges. <laughs> she was in the paint. If she was outside the circle, then she can get charged. But she was inside there. She's illegal every direction you look. Illegal offense, illegal defense. She's still in charge. She's, what a pain. Yeah. So they just peeled her off. Three guys just... They, she was down on... And you see the security guys trying to pick her up. And you're like, she's not getting up. <laughs> Hand rips off. <laughs> right there, the handprints on the court. Pretty impressive. So it was a weird night, a weird day, just all the way around. I thought for sure uh, she was upset that Gilbert Gottfried had passed away and wanted to get out there and do something. <laughs> Remember Gilbert. Why are we all having so much fun with Gilbert not in the world? And I, I look, I'm all for humane treatment of chickens if it makes them taste better. If that's a, if that's a catalyst to them actually tasting uh-huh. a little better, okay. Because they shoot them full of the antibiotics to make sure. Because chicken avian flu's everywhere, and they got to be all loaded up with antibiotics and steroids and all that stuff. Um, so far, the treatment of chicken, the way we're doing it, is mother delicious. So oh, whatever yeah. we're doing, keep it up. Because especially that that bachelor roasted chicken you get when you wander into Safeway when you have a weekend. Yeah, the rotisserie, the rotisserie chicken. Is that a chicken? Or a hen of some type? It's, I don't know what uh, it is. A piece of heaven. It is. It's it's heaven and it's heaven in a little plastic box. And uh, I don't care if that chicken was treated humanely or if it got John Benet all over the room. I'm eating it and it's right. fantastic. Yeah. I look, you do you and feel like chickens are being treated inhumanely. I'm gonna sit and enjoy some of Earth's finest cuisine. Chicken's usually involved. Oh, that skin when it peels off. I'm like, if anything, Good I'm the, stuff. If anything, I'm the creepy one. I take its dead body and start peeling it apart with my fingers. Uh, you need to just have the uh, empty cases on the dash of the Jeep. Like oh, you, man. Like people leave their <laughs> remnants oh, behind. Glue your ass to my I've Jeep. I've got like five of those. Tell you what, anybody interested in the humane treatment of chicken can glue themselves to the front end of my car. I'll help. I'll be going about 55 up 52nd Street here in a little while. If you just want to stand there. Glue it up. Put some glue all over your hands. We'll, get you, we'll tattoo you right to the front of my car. It'll be easy.
I don't have that passion. I don't have anything I would glue myself to over. Do you have anything you love that much? Even your daughter and stuff, you're not going to glue yourself to a basketball court to have her treated better. I mean, if they said uh, we're eliminating pizza in America, I might glue myself to a court. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. If they banned pizza. Yeah, so you can no longer get it in the U.S. How about this? Yeah, okay. In the entire United States, I think we might have a problem. Yeah. There'd be a lot of people glued to stuff. That's, that's a Which different we know one. will never happen. Okay, yeah. What if they, they ban just the toppings of meat because of humane treatment to animals? Yeah. No. yeah you'd, you'd just fire bomb the Capitol. Yeah, you'd have to go and I think we'd do another insurrection yeah. on that one. But that's like passing a law to take something away from you. Do you have anything you're passionate about that's like, this means so much to me that uh, I want them to ban stuff. I want to change the rules. I don't have anything. That you would glue yourself to, a, to something to say – you need the the laws need to change, or somebody needs to know that uh, chickens are being killed and uh, treated poorly while they're and they are being treated poorly. But I think that add their fear tastes fantastic. I think fear in chickens adds to the flavor. I'm pretty sure they've interviewed free range chickens <laughs> yeah. compared to the ones in the coop, and yeah. and they said, oh, it's much better in the free range. To be killed free range is much better yeah. than it, to have a taste of freedom. Rather than to be banged into that whole thing. And then they fly into a fence and kill themselves. No one wants to see. Chickens are right. so They're dumb. They're dumb. People uh, don't want to see briefly. How, how food's made. You don't want to go to a slaughterhouse. Yeah, you don't want to go to a piggy farm. You don't want to do any of that stuff. You just want to eat it. Well, you might, uh, in other ways, you might appreciate it. might not a. You appreciate what? You don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. It wouldn't. If that you makes don't. you. You don't want to see that. If you go there, to I appreciate, appreciate the workers in there for doing that job. <laughs> right, for right. you appreciate the end result. We know what you appreciate. <laughs> Walking through, giving high yeah. fives, everybody. I don't know how you guys do, but I am glad you do. Half my dick's numb. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he say? Try rubbing this on the chickens. They won't feel a thing. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, you get rid of those uh, wipes you got for your dick and give it to the chicken farmers to go numb the I'll chickens. Put a, yeah, it's just it's it's like chicken medicine. They just they'll calm them down. Yeah, whatever we're doing to chickens to make them delicious, I think fear might have something to do with it. Keep it up. Keep it up. Get their adrenaline pumping. Anything you'd glue yourself down for? I, I thought about it last night, and I'm like, is there anything like I would do to make it so people need to notice my way? Like, this has to be normal. I, I don't care about anything enough. Like, I would definitely involve myself in a pet charity if they needed help or, you know, if there was something you could toss money at. And say, these guys need me. That's helping. Something that I would say, I don't like the way this particular industry does something. I'm going to glue myself to the basketball floor, let everybody know. And nobody knows this person's name. Or How did they, did they during the game, announce why she glued herself? Yeah. Well, no, well, it came out during, I don't, I don't remember them saying anything on the game, but it came out. In the news, everybody went to the Google, like, what just like, happened? I mean, how do you find out? I guess, did her shirt say something, like, eat it less must chicken? Have. You or? couldn't tell. Yeah, she was peeled off there so fast. And, uh, was she dressed like a Holstein cow? <laughs> yeah, eat more. She was from Chick-fil-A. She was one <laughs> of the Chick-fil-A cows, that. yeah. <laughs> and again, that's all. That, that might bother me the most is the ad campaign where cows have become self-aware uh, to the point where they realize that it's chickens you should eat and we get murdered for our food. And then they never learn to spell uh, chicken. They spell it wrong. I mean, if you got to the point where you were so smart that you knew billboards were advertising and you could, 
You'd, you'd learn chicken would be spelled. It bothers me that the cows are spelling like a third grader, but are so incredibly deep otherwise. That bugged me. Maybe I'd glue myself on the marketing floor to say, guys, this chicken can't At least let the cows spell chicken correctly. Let's not make them stupid and philosophical at the same time. That's it. That's all I've got. I've really got nothing I care about that much. I'm not, if, if someone was slaughtering dogs and, using, and sending the, the meat off to, like, uh, you know, China or Korea or yeah. wherever they eat dogs, and we're slaughtering them like crazy and, uh, you know, treating them poorly, and Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns, was, that was his side business, uh, maybe I'd glue myself to the floor. But I don't think I'd be alone with dogs. Chickens, I think we all are kind of hypocritical if we're... Sarver owned uh, dog's head meat. <laughs> right. And he's just lopping dog head uh, one after another. Sarver can't get enough of cutting dog's heads off and serving them up as cheese. Uh, maybe I'd be like, this guy's in the, he's a horrible human being. He's the Pol Pot of canines. Outside of that, cats, dogs, you know, home pets. A chicken? Delicious. I would be a complete... I don't, I don't have that. I'm all, I've, you know, I like meat so rare, not chicken, that's dangerous, but like cows and, and beef. I like beef so rare that if it wasn't for hair, I would bite a cow like an apple. She should have glued her hands down more. Uh, you know, the timely thing would be for Easter because a lot of families give their kids bunnies. Yeah. Do not give bunnies right. for Don't Easter. hand out bunnies as pets. Uh, yeah. They give those baby chickens too, the little chicks. Yeah. They yeah. Turn oh, the big yeah. chickens and yeah. you got to eat that. You got to eat that. You don't want that running around your house. What are you going to do with that thing? All you're doing is uh, putting coyote bait out. Yep. One thing chickens are great for, if you've got a scorpion problem, uh, they'll eat them. No problem. And they keep scorpions off your property. But what they do in turn is the circle of life ends up in your front yard. You'll have coyotes hanging around your house. And, yeah, you need, the, you need them to be free range because most of the time they do coop at night. Sure. And that's where the scorpions are coming out. So well, they, they go can get there. them during the day. Well, they do. Up. They yeah. do. They will eliminate your scorpion problem. They have no issue with that. But you now have a coyote problem. Because my friend started that. He had a ton of scorpions on his property, and he built this little Cut down coat. on them a lot. Gone. Like zero. It was yeah. amazing. Because Danny had thousands. And then I got 12 chickens, and I don't have a problem with them anymore. They eat bugs. They eat everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – but the but you know poop all over everything. Oh, and they stink. Yeah. That's the other thing. They stink. There was a guy that I used great to, for your plants. Physical therapy guy I used to go to all the time. And he had a chicken coop in his backyard, big one. It looked like a, and actually it was a actual place from Vietnam. It was a hut, and his friend owned furniture shops and found it there. There she is, glued to the floor. See if we can see what her shirt her. says. Yeah, if you can scooch in on the shirt. But yeah, he had uh, chickens back there. And his backyard stunk, but there were no bugs. And the amazing part was his flowers. And roses and stuff looked better because they ate bugs that destroyed roses. Yeah, she's got way too much on her shirt. You can't even read. There's too many words. Something keep your something. Keep your keep my wife's mane out your effing mouth. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. She's a Jada Pinkett chicken fan. (laughs) Keep my wife's name out your mouth. (laughs) Then he glued himself to the wolf's floor. This yeah. guy's a little pissed. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, all right. That's, hey, Pat, that's chickens on my shift. Look, that's Pat Beverly right there, and he's a dick. <laughs> that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, he's the, even walking yeah, away from her. Fact, <laughs> of the, fact of the matter is, well, let me just say, most NBA players, not a fan of you trying to stop the production of chicken. I'll right. just tell you that yeah. right now. That is not going to be – you're not in a favorable environment 
You're telling not the get NBA, yeah, for sure. We got to stop the production of uh, chicken farms. Okay, <laughs> right. That's a bad idea. You've just, by the way, all these seven foot guys here against you. So smart move. Pick your <laughs> pick your fight, stupid. Yeah, they peeled her off the floor and took her in. So Suns playoff game is Sunday at six o'clock. Easter. Maybe some uh, eggs and chicken protesters out there. I don't know. I don't understand it. But it did make me feel a little bit like, meh. Do I care about anything that much? And you'd have to do some pretty horrible stuff. I mean, I, I didn't watch Steeler games when Michael Vick was the quarterback for three weeks, two and a half. I just said, I, I don't want to cheer for that. I don't find myself comfortable cheering for that guy. He didn't go to jail for what he should have gone to jail for. He went for obstruction of justice. May I mean, there are a lot of people that – um, found out that the owner owns uh, some chicken farms, and maybe that's how they start talking. That make them better. Maybe the conditions there. Are oh yeah, I that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But th- you would you would do that? The owner had a chicken farm, and you're like, oh, you don't care about that. You'd, you've Not never cared. you've never cared about how chickens are treated ever. If you did, it was passing so quickly because the smell of chicken just went under your nose. It's a, you could run. I've been to you know, one in um, Arkansas. Because they're horrible. I, I, they're pretty crowded. You could legitimately, at like Hooters on Wings Day, run on their TVs like just a live shot of a chicken ranch. And I'd still eat the chicken. Like just shooting them full of steroids and crowded into those. I'd still eat the chicken. It, it doesn't bother me. They're there for it to be food. There's, they're, what they're, about watching the old uh, hot plate game? Where you, the chicken dances to the music. On that's the, the, I think that's a little abusive. But my protest still, to that would but be... But you'd still be able to eat the chicken, right? Watching oh, I would that. eat that chicken. Yeah, the hot plate chicken. I would actually eat that chicken, put him out of his misery. I would do... I would eat that particular chicken. I mean, it doesn't rawhide. Right, I go, exactly. I go yeah. eye to eye with that hot plate chicken and say, <laughs> you, you about done. I, I don't have that. I, we make... It's, you know, when the hatcheries and stuff make tons of shrimp. We don't pull them all out of the ocean. We got places that make it, and then they scoop them, and we eat them from. You know, it's we make chicken to be food. I mean, the farms are not just like look at all the chickens that showed up. We did that, yeah. So they weren't uh, harnessing them from the wild. No, and is it gross and weird? Uh huh. Do we have canine teeth that are designed to tear meat? No. Do we like chicken? You're goddamn right, we do. So mm-hmm. keep them coming. And if you don't like chicken, you're in the minority. So knock it off. Leave us alone. Well, stop it. You just go hate chicken somewhere else. Go to your vegan hut restaurant. With, there's plenty of parking. Every time I drive by it, there's no one there. Never have a wait at that place. Uh, John, would you would you glue your hands to a restaurant table to stop Guy Fieri from serving <laughs> Well, food? now hold on. Now we're talking <laughs> now about something so important. I would glue myself to Camelback Mountain and get eaten by buzzards. If it meant that Guy Fieri could never cook again. If I could stop Guy Fieri from cooking, I would, it, it would be Christ-like, my approach to sacrificing that. He sacrificed himself so Guy Fieri never threw raisins on pancakes again. I would, I would do a lot to make Guy Fieri go away. If it meant me dying, that Guy Fieri also had to go. Yeah, you damn right. Count on it. I'd be dangling from a rafter. Like I'm, you'd I'm pull ridding, Jesus. You'd sacrifice uh, yourself for, for the world. Ridding the earth of Guy Fieri <laughs> if it cost me my life is worth it. <laughs> Completely. Oh, I can't. Now that's that. a passion. That's okay. I do have one. So it makes me feel a little better. The the inhumane treatment of Guy Fieri must start. <laughs> We're treating him too humanely. 
Unlike those chickens. Treat Guy Fieri more like those chickens that on that lady was, Yeah, put him on a hot plate and make him dance. At least he might have a talent doing that because he can't cook. And anybody in a shirt that has fire all over it and, uh, oh, and, a, and a visor and a catchphrase. Oh, go f*** yourself. Get me up on that cross immediately. <laughs> oh, yuck. Yes, there. I am now passionate. Nailed it. it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now you can relate to that passion. lady. Yes, whoever the emailer was. Brilliant. I can totally relate to her. Now I get it. I get your pain. To you, millions and millions of chickens being crammed into boxes is, is, is the same thing as it is to me to have Guy Fieri walking on the planet. Prepping and cooking. Yeah. Oh, being even in a grocery store. Time for Guy's Grocery Games. Don't forget the raisins. For what? You got to sprinkle them on top of whatever you make. Everything I do is like a garbage disposal on a plate. <laughs> we reached into the trash and put it on top of the pancakes. Num 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 nums. That's waste management. Nothing's getting wasted here. You are disgusting. I looked at the Diamondbacks game last night and I was surprised to see most of the crowd. It was kind of green. I'm like, oh, it's green face night. Like, no, Guy Fieri's uh, restaurant next door was giving away free food. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see that makes sense. That's why everybody leaves the, the stadium early. It's not because the Diamondbacks suck so bad. It's because the food next door is making them all sick. they got to get home. The glue dip is outstanding. Yeah, I would glue myself to Guy Fieri until he <laughs> killed himself. That would be my goal in life would be, oh, just super glued myself to this douchebag. You're covering up all the hot flame shirt. Right. That's a, for your benefit, dumbass. Nobody <laughs> wears this stuff unless they wear a shirt. You might as well wear a shirt that says, I'm a dickhead. But my shirt shows that I'm on fire. I wish you were on fire. I wish the shirt was real. <laughs> I wish the shirt was actually in flames. Yes, now I have a passion. I'll glue myself to that. <laughs> Screw you guys here. I hope you're listening. And I hope there's a match and something flammable nearby and you make your shirt a reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. If his shirt actually, that would be a, the most ironic death of all time is if his shirt caught fire while he was trying to cook something to throw raisins on. That would be the best. I'm burned to death. Oh, isn't that a shame? Well, you've kind of been rooting for that the whole time you've been wearing flaming shirts. <laughs> Idiot. Thank you for finding that. Now I feel better. Now I feel like I've got a purpose on this planet. Unlike that other lady. It glues herself to the Timberwolves floor. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.